Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking, baking. No yo, 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 baking. welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We back with another episode, and this week we're going to hit y'all with an album review chosen by my man Cooper here. And of course, he chose. The I believe it's the newest Benny the Butcher along with Harry Fraud project, and that's the plugs I met too. Yep, yep. Um, for those of y'all that have been keeping up with us, we we checked out Benny's last couple projects, plugs I met one, uh, his last album, his last actual album, which I can't think of the album name right now. But um, we've liked both of we like both of them a lot. We both are big fans of Benny, so you know we thought why not listen to the to his new pro- or his newest project, the plugs I met too. Exactly. And again, another another inspired album from Benny. I look forward to everything that that man comes out with. I don't want to talk too, too poetic about it right now and give too, too much shit away. So let's go ahead and just slide right into this review. Let's do it. All right. Well, number one, first track opening the album is called When Tony Met Sosa. And I want to say this beat is amazing. It's probably one of my favorite beats on this joint. I think this is a perfect way to start this album because there was mad energy lyrically and through the beat. Plus, the saxophone sample that oh, they yeah. use in this bitch yep. is fucking amazing. This is Benny just straight spitting, just completely straight spitting, so lyrical. I hate that it's so fucking short, but I love the fact that this is a straight spitting track where there's no chorus. Yeah, and I think this is a great way to start a Benny the Butcher or any artist that's, you know, particular particularly nice in, in, in rapping, actually rapping and saying some real shit. You know, you want to hear the bars. Like, that's really what hits. Like, verse uh, hooks and, and, and choruses, they hit as well. But, you know, when it comes to artists like Benny, you really want to hear the, the grittiness and, and just, like, the darkness that comes with a lot of his uh, his music and his tone. And I feel like, like you said, uh, the, the beat sounds very luscious, very, like, almost kind of like... Um, I don't want to say, yeah, kind of like MMG, uh, Rick Ross type of, you know, luxurious kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, kind the saxophone, of very cinematic with it, yeah. Cinematic, exactly. Very, uh, the saxophone that you mentioned, amazing from the beginning. The, the sample of the saxophone uh, was great. And I really liked it, man. Like you said, no hook, just Benny straight going in. And I think it's a great uh, a great way to start the album. I've always kind of, like, yeah, y'all can look up my Twitter. I've always kind of, whenever I kind of like get to a certain point, I'm like, because, you know, we've all fucking seen Scarface. You know, I feel like when Tony met Sosa, because it's like that moment where like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to be the nigga. You know what I mean? Like That's really kind of like that feeling. And, and I kind of get it. And again, if you haven't seen Scarface, you probably wouldn't get the reference, which I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of us have seen Scarface. So, yeah. But nonetheless, I think it's a great track, a great way to start the, the project. And again, it, it really hit with me and, and I like it a lot. Let's go on to the next one, though. Number two, which is overall featuring Chinks, formerly known as Chinks Drugs. And I really like this song as well. I think the production on this joint was crazy. The little synth uh, playing in the background uh, is, is dope as hell. Mm-hmm. The, the breakdown for the hook is dope as well. The, the hook by Chinks is, is vicious. And I think they both did a vicious job on it. It's a really, really dope song all around. I have to say I was quite impressed with Chinks because I've 
I don't think I've ever actually heard him rap. I knew he was a rapper, but I don't think I've ever actually heard anything mm-hmm. by him. Um, mm-hmm. But this was a really good, I want to say, introduction for me anyway. He was he had a really clean, smooth verse. Him and Freddie both killed the joint. And I have to say this. Benny? Beat, or Benny. What did I say? Freddie. <laughs> Freddie? Oh, shit. Uh, not so understandable, Benny. Mixer, but I ain't going to lie. Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> uh, but they both did great on this joint. And the beat, like, is those synths, they kind of make it sound like dark. Like, you know, kind of like a yeah. dark overtone to the joint. And for I sure. have, like, that's kind of a... I want to say it's a kind of a theme for the album. A lot of the beats have an overall dark sounding tone to them. No, nah, for sure. For sure. Um, I agree, man. I, I think that the Sims definitely gave it that dark kind of like weird, eerie kind of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. But the breakdown uh, during the hook and the actual hook itself by, by Chinks, I thought was a real good change up yeah. f- for the song itself. And um, just an overall really well structured song, in my opinion. I agree. All right. Number three is Plug Talk featuring Two Chains. And I, again, I was very, very, very impressed with Two Chains on this jump. I feel like whenever, like Two Chains can be kind of hit or miss sometimes. I feel like, but whenever he's on a track with somebody who really, really spits, he definitely shines a little bit brighter, in my opinion, because he picks his lyrical up that much. And I'm not trying to say that he's a bad lyricist to begin with, because he's really not. Like I've said it before in here, I love Two Chains because I think he's funny as shit, and he can yeah. weave that into the gangster talk and all that other shit. Like he makes. Let it me work. interrupt you because when you said he's funny as shit, he had, in my opinion, one of the funniest lines I've heard in a long time. When he said, "Only." care about me tell you happy birthday on the wrong day exactly (laughs) yo that line is hilarious i just had to cut in i'm sorry oh yes this this nigga's wild as fuck i love i I love that about him that he can mix the comedy in and it's not like he's trying to be like um what's that nigga's name little dicky where the whole thing is trying to be funny like he's just trying to inject some humor into it um Mm -hmm. and he does that a little long he doesn't quite do that as much on this one but his spit game is on a hundred on this joint, and I cannot do anything more than give him his props on this. Like we already expected Benny to come with this joint, vicious, vicious. Mm-hmm. But again, when you put two chains on a record with a spitter, he just shines even brighter than he normally does. I fucking love this song. The seat, the beat is pretty simple, but it has that crazy singing sample over mm-hmm. top of it, which is like most of the time I would say it would it would probably get annoying after a while. But this one, they made it fit perfectly. I think they just instituted everything into the song completely perfectly look I, I agree with just about everything you said um the only thing i will say was that in my opinion the hook is a little bit too simple too stripped down too repetitive kind of just repeats it a couple times over and over and over again but that's a very two change thing well i mean yeah but this this is benny that was uh the one that was doing the hook and True. it was benny's song so for that reason but but to your point i what i was gonna say was that i feel like this beat and this song kind of has a two chains feel mm-hmm. more so than a benny feel so even though this is a benny to butcher song to me it's the beat is is catered to two chain style which is kind of like the more lazy laid back kind of mm-hmm. feeling because in my opinion i like benny's verse verse here or verses here but i like uh two chains better i just feel like he, he's able to do more with it and it just he just feels more at home on these kind of beats than than uh than benny did in my opinion but nonetheless i thought it was a good song like you said the, uh, the sample in the background it got a little repetitive but you're right i think that the whoever did the or harry fraud did a good job of production and and made it that it wasn't you know too stale or anything like that but overall i liked it i think two chains in my opinion I don't want to say save the song, but he had probably the better part of it just because 
this feels like what two chains is more comfortable in. So I give Benny credit for that because you know I think he kind of I don't want to say stooped down to two chains, but like he kind of met him at where he's comfortable mm-hmm. and still did a good job on his part as well. Exactly. But going on to uh, number four, which is uh, "Live By It," is a uh, kind of back to the more like New York type of sound, a change up from the two chains one. Pretty much just talks about you know. That if you live by the gangster code, you're gonna die by the gangster code, and you gotta be prepared to deal with everything that comes with, you know, that lifestyle. And I think he does a great job at painting the image of, you know, people getting robbed and people getting caught up with uh, guns on their tour bus and drugs and shit like that. So it kind of just lets a lot of people know, and it's it's, it's actually kind of uh, interesting that a lot of artists recently have been getting caught up by the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to be gangsta and artists at the same time and benny's pretty much saying look dog that's not that's not gonna work and and you're gonna live by the g code that you or you're gonna die by the g code you're living by right now because you know these motherfuckers don't play so i think this is a very important message for a lot of up-and-coming artists particularly who you know who come from these backgrounds and these environments that like yo once you get here dog like you gotta understand you can't keep moving how how you were moving once before Exactly. I ain't got shit else to add to it, so we're going to go ahead with that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it, man. All right, number five, Talking Back, featuring Fat Joe. There's kind of a lot going on with the beat of this song, um, Mm -hmm. but it does work. Uh, It doesn't get insanely crazy, but there's there's a lot, a lot going on with this song. I love the chorus with the flute sample going on over top of it. Yeah. Benny's verse was sick, but again, like I, I thought Joe's verse was one of the cleanest verses from him. I've heard in a while, like yeah. just 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 straight to the point. Not a whole bunch of extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was a, it was a very good verse. It was good to hear Joey Crack talking like that, spitting that shit again. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get spurts of that nowadays. Not so much like we used to back in the early '90s. If oh, you yeah. were if you were into Fat Joe at that point, or even in the late '90s with the early Terror Squad stuff. Nice. So I think that this is a great track. It was. It was, I, I didn't really expect, when I first heard this album, I didn't expect Fat Joe to really be on a track with him. I thought Fat mm-hmm. Joe would have thought he'd be too big or whatever, or whatever. But yeah. it's good to see a nigga like that on a track uh, with fucking Benny. And it just kind of, it kind of solidifies more shit. Like, he's got his his power players that have been on the Jones. He's got the lower niggas that have been on the Jones. But everybody comes with fire when they come even the niggas that normally don't. And I'm going to say that about Fat Joe, because I, like I said, Fat Joe come out with... Fat Joe really don't come out with much music anymore. Let's be real. Fat yeah, Joe come no. out with, like, one Joan a year, and it's usually a pretty much a banger, and then yeah. he just kind of rides off that for the rest of the year. But, you know, I'm not too mad about that, because I feel like, you know, I feel like Fat Joe's put in his work mm-hmm. in, in the late 90s, you know, obviously with Terror Squad, with Pun and everybody. I feel like he put in his work, and he's, he's established himself as... I, I mean, I don't... I don't know if I want to call him a legend per se, but like he's definitely like a mainstay of hip hop, like a like a main like a face that people recognize. Mm-hmm. He's an OG to a lot of people in the rap game, so I I think he's worked himself to the point where he could drop you know these anthems and just kind of like you know ride off of that. And and I don't have a problem with that. I, I would have a problem with it if it was like a younger artist who you know isn't I, dropping a lot. But I feel I like you. Joe. But like Joe's kind of earned his 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 way into that, True. in my opinion. But again, like I like I was saying, it's good to because we get these songs where he does, you know, his anthem Jones, but mm-hmm. they're not the they're not the gangster shit that used to be yeah. Joey Crack. 
this is more towards the gangster shit that used to be Joy Crack. Like I'd say, if you want to hear another joint that came out, I want to say maybe within the last 10, 15 years, that is like the gangster Joy Crack, but it's the newer style. Go listen to his album, The Dark Side Volume 1. That joint is vicious, but that's another joint for another day. <laughs> nah, facts, facts. One thing I will say um, that I found fun, I found it funny. I seen some people having an issue with it, but um, that <laughs> Fat Joe's uh, line, something, something, the Wuhan virus or, or something oh, yeah. like he, he called it he called COVID-19 coronavirus the Wuhan virus and it was just funny to me because I mean I'm sure everybody knows that uh Trump was the first one to start call, calling that shit the Wuhan virus kind of made it famous yeah and uh I just kind of found it kind of funny that uh Fat Joe decided to throw that in here just for the sake of a rhyme I've seen some people have an issue with that I don't necessarily have an issue with that because I think in this case Niggas is just rapping. Niggas is just trying to find a way to rhyme shit. Yeah, and I know. I forgot what the line he rhymed before that. Yeah, was, I was but, trying to think of it my damn self. I can't. Hold on, let, let me let me let me fucking find it real quick. Hold on, let's go. Okay, here you go. I want you to spread like the Wuhan virus. Doing dirty for the low like Wu Tang Cyrus. Hmm. Who's ODB? Oh yeah. So That's hey, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was a at least it was a somewhat creative bar, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't just for the sake of throwing it out there. So exactly. I didn't have a problem with it. I just thought it was funny that you know throw it out there. And um, but overall, I think Fat Joe had a, had a good verse on this. I think overall, like you said, the beat was dope. Benny's part was dope, and uh, overall, dope song. Yes, sir. But let's go on to number six, No Instructions, which to me, this is my favorite song on this album. I think that the beat is so fucking crazy on this song. It's one of my, it's probably definitely my favorite beat on this song as well. Overall, really dark, kind of moody kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Particularly during, uh, during like the change up in the middle of the verse where the, the drums kind of cut off and you hear like the little, I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're strings. I don't know what they are, but it's something playing in the background that's just, it just fucking speaks to me, dog. Like, it's just a vicious... I could listen to this be on its own type of shit, right? But nonetheless, Benny spit some hard-ass bars over this shit and uh, just real self-reflective type of song and just kind of looking back at, at, at everything that he's done and, and where he's at now. And, I, you know, it's dope because this is one of them joints where, you know, uh, for the hook, he kind of just has, like, a, somebody talking over it and fitting with what he's saying. And uh, just a really, really dope song. Honestly, my favorite song on this joint, I think this is Benny at his finest. The production really fits Benny's dark, gritty style here. And I really like this song a lot. I do like the beat, but it's not one of my favorites on the album. But I want to say that I feel like it's kind of a, it kind of brings a sharp turn down in the mood of the album. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, because I mean, it, I feel like it kind of brings it down just a teeny bit because of how energetic the last couple of beats were versus this one. It just kind of just a sharp bam you know down but again like you said benny lyrically destroyed the joint like typical fucking benny just fire out the gate but again like i feel like most of this album is kind of like i don't want to say it's not it's, it's it's warnings but it's like pseudo warnings it's just like basically i mean it's kind of what a lot of rappers say like well and it's but it's more towards the line of look at what i did like this is what i did Mm-hmm. But try your best not to do this shit. Like, I, this is not yeah. just just this is not just what I did. This is not just how gangster I am. Blah blah blah. This is how I am. But this is the repercussions of that shit. And that's 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 brought on a lot in different songs in this album. And especially oh yeah. This one. Um, so I think that there's a great message behind it, even though it's not one of my personal favorite tracks on the jump, beat wise. I mm-hmm. think that the message is amazing in the jump lyrically. So I will I will still ride for it.
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you, you mentioned a great point that that Benny brings up. You know, because he, I guess people were, were you know, he men- mentions that people are saying he was glorifying, you know, street life and you know, uh, drug dealing and shit like that. Yeah. But he mentions a good point that, like, no, he, he, if you really listen to his his verses, his bars, you see that he paints out the picture that he lived, but he also paints out the struggles that he went through living this kind of life. He paints out the people he's lost, which is um is shown later on in the album mm-hmm. one of the other, one of the other songs um and he does a great job at that at showing people that look man like if, if you don't have to live this life don't live this life because this is all that it comes with mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and most people don't make it out of this i'm mm-hmm. lucky to, and he again he mentions it in one of the next songs but he he mentions that he's lucky to made it made that he made it out of what he was and and that that should be a a, a you know a important sign to everybody an important message to everybody look man just stay clear of all this shit find a way to get legal money and just stay clear of this shit, man. Like I said, one of my personal favorite joints on this joint, and really liked it. Agreed. All right, number seven is Longevity, featuring French Montana and Jim Jones. And again, it's a fucking running theme on this album, dog. The fucking everyone who's on here, whether I know them, whether I like them, they all amazed me with how well that they did on this fucking album. French Montana and Jim Jones both had solid verses. I don't think Jim Jones should have ended the jump because I don't think his was the best verse to end it. But solid verse from the both of them. You know, I'm never going to go bad on Benny. (laughs) So I'm not even just going to mention that anymore. But with this jump, I love the chorus. It literally kind of sounds like something that Nipsey would have had on his album. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I did say that I feel like as good as I thought that French's verse was, I felt he got a little lazy towards the end, which I feel like is a very common thing with French. Definitely, definitely. And it's like, it's it's kind of an annoying jump because you're supposed to end that jump hard. You want to start a little lazy like Jay-Z did on Monster? That's cool. But nigga, you got to end that verse hard as shit. So like, I'm in, that's the only thing I want French to work hey, on. That's, let, me, let me just send a message to all the rappers out there. Save your lazy bars for the beginning of the verse. In particular, if you're not the first verse of the song. If you're exactly. the first verse of the song, then don't be lazy at all on that shit. But if you're like the middle verse, you could be lazy on the first couple bars, but do not end it on the weak shit. Let's just put it out there. Exactly. And honestly, but, I love the beat that goes to this joint. It's dark, eerie. It just keeps going on that. And it's very, very synth heavy, which leads to that eerie sound. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really do fuck with this song. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, You know... I've always been a big, you know, Dipset Jim Jones fan, and I have to say I've heard a lot of good shit about um, Jim Jones's recent music. So that's something that I'm probably gonna want to look into uh, for for my next choice of album reviews is because uh, he's he's been dropping a lot of shit. Okay. And um and you know being that I want to say he's probably in his 40s now, along with Cam and everybody else from that era. I think it's dope that he's able to still put out these verses. I think if you've kept up with, you know, diplomats or if you even heard them back in the day, you would agree that uh, Jim's uh, bars have gone up, his his flows have gone up, and just rapping ability in general has gone up, in my opinion. Uh, you a lot know, of niggas I, I get like, better with age. Is that again? A lot of niggas get better with age. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, a lot of people, are, at least that I remember, would always kind of like try to like you know say oh you know the the, the the two niggas that's actually nice from Dipset is Cam and Jewels, but I always kind of fuck with uh, Jim because I feel like Jim brought the emotional side of of, of a lot of uh, to a lot of songs because Cam is the kind of like the too cool for the school type of dude. Jewels is kind of just keeping it still gangster, but I always felt like Jim 
let his emotions be shown more on, on tracks. And, and I feel like that's a, a, an important part to kind of balance it out. I could say that from the few Jones that I've heard of Jim Jones versus what I've heard from Cameron and Jewels, I could definitely agree with that. Yeah, facts. Let's go on to number eight, which is uh, Survivor's Remorse featuring Rick Hyde. Now, um, again, this kind of continues the the message that that we've been talking about pretty much that um, of, of pretty much you know this life comes with a price you know mm-hmm. and and Benny talks about him living this life and how he feels lucky to have made it to where he's at because you know people that he knows that are in jail or dead very well could have been him in the way that he was living so I think this is again an, an, another important song on the track it's a little bit on the slower side definitely on the darker side but I feel like it it, it mentions an important message again that he's you know touched on but this is a whole song dedicated towards it again survivor's remorse kind of like survivor's guilt you know uh so you know definitely i think it's a dope song dope message and uh, dope bars i agree um great message about uh and he, he kind of gives you he, like again he paints the, he paints a great picture about like you know i should have been the one i could have been the one you know locked up but my man is there so let me go ahead and do this you know like it's, it's always a possibility of it's either prison or death when you run in the street shit and he i feel like he paints a really really good picture of that here and just like also kind of a sad picture about you know just like like just kind of lamenting about like what it what what's happened what he's lost how everything has turned out even though he's all right not everyone is all right and yeah and and that's that's an important thing to remember you know uh as somebody who might not be at their peak of their life you know like yo like if you you see guys that are you know living this lifestyle but there's select few people you know like very select few people uh that make it to live that kind of lifestyle so like you said it it paints the reality of it it paints the reality that a lot of people don't make it out of this lifestyle so and again it's important with a lot of you know youth listening to, to rap and shit like that i feel like it's important to to also throw that in there along with the you know gangster talk for sure exactly all right the last track on here is number nine uh thanksgiving i absolutely love this beat with all of the samples in it i think that this between the energy and the story in this joint, i think it was a perfect mm-hmm. way to end this album yeah. and he's just definitely talking his shit uh and demanding respect but it and it's a short track very very powerful but I mean, that's kind of a, another thing on this genre is where all the tracks kind of were short. I think there was maybe only like three, maybe maybe four tracks that were over three minutes long or some yeah, shit like cause, that. So because this joint is nine uh, tracks long and it's twenty eight minutes, so that's that's pretty short uh, by track comparison. But um, but nonetheless, I, I feel like like you said, they're very heavy hitting regardless. Exactly. But this this joint was it was just a great way to end the album. It it came back in with the power and the energy. The the I mean the like I said the lyrics never go anywhere. But everything yeah. just kind of like it culminated back into this joint. It started up on an energy note. It ended on a powerful energy note. And I think that fucking Benny the Butcher did his fucking thing on this joint. Definitely. Um. And and this this isn't something that Benny said. This is just me kind of overanalyzing shit, right? But um. I kind of see a connection when he mentions the plugs I met to people he met coming up in the rap game in Mm -hmm. the sense that like, cause, cause he mentions like, yo, you know, we, my man told me that I give too much credit to the plug when we was the one putting in the work, you know what I mean? And, and it kind of sounds like you could compare that to, to him and rap that like, you might give a lot of credit to people who paved the way for him, but he still has to give credit to himself 
for putting in the work, for for not stopping in his dreams and continuing to go when everything around him told him to stop. Putting himself in those positions. Exactly. Putting himself in those positions and and essentially making this kind of music relevant again. Mm Because let's be real. Let's be real, right? There's always been Black Thoughts rapping. There's always been a bunch of other guys that kind of fit the gritty uh, you know, Royster Five Nine and shit like that. That that you know, that gritty, that rap, that that you know, that, that we all like. But I feel like Benny kind of pushed this more to the limelight and kind of gave it that that push and that feel, and it kind of gave it that that energy that I felt like it had been missing for a long time. So I I think that this is kind of him talking this shit and saying, "Yo, y'all, y'all should say thank you because I I legit kind of." Make this shit pop off. And I agree 100%. Like, I remember listening to Benny when he wasn't anywhere near as popular as he is now and thinking, dog, I wonder if he can make it to a point where, you know, he's essentially somewhat mainstream. And he's made a song, he's made songs with a lot of mainstream artists already. And uh, I think that's really dope. You know, it really brings me joy to see artists like this succeeding, you know, being able to take care of their families and, and not just be underground. I agree with you 100% because it, it's it, it's always sucked that there's been so many great rappers out there that are just labeled as underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's great to see that more artists are, you know, I don't want to say taking a chance, but like they're actually like, you know, they're cool with these guys. Just like back in the day, they were all cool with each other, but they didn't work together, which kind of right. sucked. Because I would have loved to see, you know, Talib Kweli actually work with fucking, you know, Jay-Z and them back in like the actual 90s versus in the like the mid 2000s when it actually happened. So like it, it's just great. There's so many different artists that you can put together to get so many different types of sounds and different types of songs from like I felt like we there's a lot of shit that we missed out on back in the day just because certain people didn't work with certain other people. So it's great to see that all around hip hop, no matter what level, you know, air quotes level they consider you to be in or or you know if you're a backpack rapper or if you're a gangster rapper if you're a drill rapper whatever it is that everybody can get together and work together and it, it they make amazing music when they do so that's so true because like back in the day you would never have like a like a logic or like a russ or somebody like that or like a um I guess I guess like a J. Cole uh, make a song with a super gangster rapper. Mm-hmm. And you had J. Cole make a song with 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Future make songs with, or, or not not Future, but like French Montana and a couple other, you know, tr- quote unquote trap artists make songs with, uh, with, um, with Logic. So, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that, just like you said, would never happen late 90s, early 2000s, even mid 2000s for that matter. But it is cool now, like you said, that we're able to see like the subgenres kind of blending how they are now, which I feel like is important uh, in order to keep hip hop going because I feel like every subgenre kind of has its its limelight. Like at first, you know, bars and hip and actual you know rapping kind of had the limelight, mm-hmm. and then it kind of switched up to another subgenre. And I feel like subgenres keep taking place of what's most popping in the overall genre. But I feel like if if they kind of work hand in hand it's able to work more effectively more co- uh and just more cohesively yeah so I, th- I think that's dope i agree with you i agree with you and it's just again it's just gonna give us different types of music more fun types of music just mm-hmm. different shit to look forward to because listening to the same shit over and over does get stale so yeah definitely no matter what it is no matter how much you like something especially when you have options you know especially nowadays we have so many different options of, of shit to listen to if, if shit gets stale if shit gets the same boring no, we're gonna go somewhere else. Exactly. You know, that's just one thing. And that's one thing, fellas. That a quick quick tip. We know it's a hip hop heads podcast, but yeah, your lady got options. So just know if you keep hearing her with the same shit, dog, 
she gonna be gone just like how you could pick another album to listen to your girl has options believe it or not nigga at the office mm-hmm. option hey. nigga that held the door open option niggas like hamburgers and fries but niggas don't like to eat hamburgers and fries every single day that's a fact <laughs> that's a motherfucking fact and it's the same thing here when it comes to this uh when it comes to music which is why you know uh, it's important to change your shit up it's important to keep evolving as an artist and uh and to i don't want to say stick with the times because i feel like that can go left for you know certain people mm-hmm. but definitely don't get stuck in the times as well there you go there you go that's a perfect way to put that well, on that note, what's your overall thought of the plugs I met too by Mr. Butcher? Look, man, another Benny the Butcher uh, EP album that I enjoyed, that I really like. I, I like what he's bringing to the rap game, and I, I'm glad that he's finally established. He's a well-known artist. I heard he has a song with Drake out. Uh, that hasn't came out yet, but he has a song that he worked on with Drake. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know he's, you know, in intermingling with all these big name artists which that makes me happy to see somebody who uh who makes the kind of music that i really enjoy i guess you could say that i kind of came up on kind of still thriving and 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 still making you know making a splash in the rap game so did this this album along with the other ones he's put out have really uh really impressed me um and and i really i really hope he can continue uh you know working with these big name artists and and just getting this kind of music back into the limelight back in the mainstream so yeah i thought it was a really good album no i i agree and i i have to agree with you 100 like not just you and it's amazing because we've already established the differences in, in years between us we still grew up on the same street shit like yeah <laughs> and we came up on mad street artists yeah for sure and that's that's our shit like that's just who we are wu-tang the locks Dipset, like that's and for for those of y'all wondering, I have an older brother who's about Cooper's age, mm-hmm. so that that's how I know a lot of these you know artists. That obviously when you're young, you know the first things you're gonna listen to is what your older brother, what your exactly. dad, what your mom is listening to, and you know first couple artists I listened to was Dipset, Three Six Mafia, mm-hmm. Bone Thugs, a lot of street uh, oriented music. But this and, street and music just, is way different than now because it was mm-hmm. all lyrical. Because even yeah. I've conceded, like I used to hate on Three Six, but I've conceded ever since listening to their music. These niggas are vicious. Like they have yeah. the most. Like they they some they some nigga shit, but they are some vicious nigga shit. They've got oh, bars like, and that's the thing about street niggas back in the day versus most of the street niggas right now is that all of them niggas had bars and mm-hmm. differential voices on tracks. So, so <laughs> you could always dog. You could always you knew when Juicy J was rapping. You even in Bone Thugs, right? When every when all of them rap fast, you knew Crazy Bone because he had the. Uh, the deep voice mm-hmm. you knew busy bone had the kind of high pitch voice you just knew what motherfucker sounded like and again i know that that you know the opposite of that is probably just a product of the time we're living in you know internet and shit like that mm-hmm. but it's still the facts are what they are that back then you know people were more distinguishable i think the, the moral of the story from both of us is we just happy to see that the spitters are out here the, the street niggas out here up and facts. coming working with niggas pushing other niggas boundaries to be better getting yeah. money Get, and, and, and pushing pushing the bullshit off to the side i love it and, and not selling not figuratively selling their soul for a bag you know still keeping it true to their core and again that's that's so important and, and i have respect for, for for people like benny because you know you could easily do like a real weird pop song and kind of just like you know make a bag that way but i i think it's very respectable and commendable the way that artists like benny that a bunch of other other artists that are sticking to to their core. 
But if you can actually pull off a pop song and make it good, yeah, like um, yeah. I can't remember what the song was called, but his his lyrics on it were vicious. It was when Kendrick Lamar was on that Taylor Swift song. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't right, remember right. what the name of the song was, but his lyrics on that, I was like, damn. His his part better than the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not just that one, but he had also had um, the joint with, with with SZA. I think all of not all of the lights. Uh, no, say, no the, yeah, the something about lights. The one from the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one, that one, that all one. All the stars. Was, that's what it was. All the stars. All the stars. Yeah. What I say? All, of all the, lights. the lights. I was I yeah. was right there with you with lights though. I was like, oh, it's got to be like no, yeah, right something, <laughs> something star. Yeah, all of the stars. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. Um, and I feel like, again, Kendrick, in my opinion, is a generational type of artist. Mm-hmm. So he's able to do stuff like that. But again, if you're Benny and you're able to get on a song like that and not compromise too much, then by all means. Exactly. <laughs> now, my overall thoughts, again, I really like this album. A couple of the jumps are a little slow, but and it's, they were a little difficult to get through on the first couple of listens. But after a while, you get used to them. You said you start mm-hmm. listening to the actual lyrics and you fucking yep. you rock with them. Um, I think that this is a great follow-up to the plugs I met one. It's literally like a sequel, um, mm-hmm. and you know what, what it's supposed to be. And I will definitely keep this motherfucker in my goddamn rotation. Like that's just <laughs> I can't I can't not. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. So so what'd you give it overall though? Uh, in, in, in one to ten. I gave it I gave it an eight out of ten. Solid eight out of ten. Everything was great about it. Only things. I, I take points off for was that some of these songs could have been longer the whole time as in the album could have been longer and just like the, there's a couple of songs that I was not fond of the beats on but like I said the lyrics made up for them but like if, if it had a it, I don't know I don't want to say if it had a different beat because who knows what the fuck they would have came up with but I feel like if it was put on something a little bit different it would probably come across a little bit better but again that's why I'm not a motherfucking hip-hop producer <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I feel it. I feel it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just and just half one up you and go with a 8.5 out of 10. I, again, I really enjoyed this album just as much as Cuba did. Um, I thought it was dope. Again, just a few things here and there that I may have tweaked a little bit, but other than that, you, you guys know we love the the short, precise, to the point albums. Facts. Uh, and again, this is this is this is so such an easy. Like I'm looking at all these tracks, I'm like, yo, there's not one song on here that I'm just like, ah. Oh dreadful to listen to or just kind of have to get through every song on here to a certain extent um is is an easy listen in the sense that if you're you know obviously a benny fan or just a hip-hop fan in general but i thought overall just a really well packaged uh ep um worked very well i I love when when artists do this when they work specifically with one producer on on a project because it just it gives it a way better feel than if you have a bunch of different producers like i've seen that where like you know it'll be like fucking a different producer for each track yeah. and that's just it just doesn't sound right it's very but, disjointed when you listen to it together but something like this and we've, we've heard mm-hmm. before like with the out Al- with the alchemist and everybody else when they mm-hmm. completely do mm-hmm. an album it's there's a certain flow that goes to that album that it can only be done by that producer and usually yeah. only a, a good producer like there's some good producers out there but the greatest of the producers will not only give you sick beats but give your album such a flow that it's like water just flowing floating down a fucking lazy river yeah and, and again that benny is able to do that with a lot of the producers that he works with because i feel like they all cater to his style and his sound mm-hmm. and, and again that's heard on this album with, with harry fraud in the production so big shout out to harry fraud as well for the production on this album i thought it was a great collab between the both of them 
Well, thank you, everybody. This completes the review for The Plugs I Met 2 by Benny the Butcher. Um, but, of course, before we get up out of here, y'all know we like to try and hit y'all off with some suggestions. So, sir, what is your suggestion for today? All right, y'all. Now, another YouTuber that I've actually been watching for the last week that I think all of y'all should check out um, goes very in-depth on a lot of uh, stories and, and shit that's happened over the last couple of years in hip-hop. Goes out just ridiculously in depth um, in, in certain areas of certain shit. Uh, the channel's called Trap Lord Ross. It's a white dude. Uh, I know it's kind of weird having a white dude speak on a lot of hip hop shit, but I'm telling y'all when I say this, very legit uh, in everything that he's saying. Like I've I've seen other videos that kind of cite him and shit like that. Oh shit! Okay. So nah, really, it's it's, a, it's he does a really good job at, at getting uh, details on a lot of shit. Like for example, I was watching a video on why Kanye hates Drake. And he really went detail for detail as to, you know, what happened. Everybody knows like, the whole Kanye Drake thing and Kim K thing. But he really went into detail on a lot of different things. He, he's actually from the UK, so he covers a lot of UK artists as well. Um, so definitely check out Trap Lord Ross. Um, really informative channel. He's also funny. He also mixes in a lot of comedy in this shit, too. So, and it actually works. So definitely check it out. Uh, Trap Lord Ross on YouTube. One thing I believe we have learned since we started doing this podcast is never underestimate anybody when it comes to hip hop or their knowledge in it. Oh, that's a fact. That's <laughs> a fact. It don't matter who they are, where they're from. These motherfuckers, because because again, hip hop is is universal. Like mm -hmm. I I get that it's you know it's definitely like comes from black culture, but at this point in time, it's global. Okay. So I feel like people could definitely know their shit, even though they look like, you know, their name is Steve or Scott or something like yeah. that. You know I mean? <laughs> no bull. All right. Well, my suggestion today, I'm going to take it back to the albums and I'm going to come out with uh, Lil Wayne, the Carter too. Yeah. And I'll say that the Carter two was the first of Lil Wayne's albums that I had listened to in a while uh, at that time. I was not a big fan of Lil Wayne coming up or, or the Hot Boys or, you know, I was a big fan of Juvenile, <laughs> but um, not so much the rest of them. <laughs> but the, yeah. the Carter two really did change my mind on Lil Wayne. I used to think Lil Wayne was a terrible rapper. But when I started listening to the Carter two and then by extension, the dedication series and mm. all those other mixtapes that were out around the same time after I listened to the Carter two, I was like, all right, this nigga has definitely stepped his lyrical game up. Like he's got he's got a lot of skill. Like I can't hate on him. But this was probably the jump that really did it for me. And of course, everybody likes the songs, you know, the big songs that were on there, um, Fireman. You know, Fireman and everything. But for real, Fly In, the second track on that jump, that's yeah. one of my favorite jumps. More Fire, that's one of my favorite jumps. Of yeah. course, everybody loves Best Rapper Alive. At yeah. the time, it was a vicious ass song. But this song, this album did a complete 180 on me for, for Lil Wayne. And I only started listening to Lil Wayne because of this album. So I hold this album in high regard with high respect for Young young Weezy anyway. So go ahead and check out if you haven't already. And I'm, I can't, I don't, I don't believe that you haven't at this point, but check yeah, out sure. the Carter too. Nah, it's crazy because like, you know, Lil Wayne essentially went on to become the biggest name in rap, like maybe half a decade after all those artists you were mentioning that you fucked with were like huge and mm -hmm. were like the shit so it's kind of funny that wayne was the afterthought 
back in the day. Exactly. And now, you know, it I don't want to like- say juvenile's afterthought, but you know, Wayne he went on to have a way more successful, long uh, career. So exactly, exactly. And know. it's amazing because that nigga was like fourteen or fifteen at the time when they yeah. came out and when it was huge. So it was just mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this little kid out here thinking he can rap? Fuck out of here, mm-hmm. nigga. Fuck out of here, nigga. Then when he became I'll- an adult, nigga, shit. Yeah, nah, and again, it just goes to show, man, that like that shit could happen at, at any point of your life. So just, just keep rocking with it. And if it's a little nigga that wants to do some shit, man, don't fucking hate on him just because your ass didn't want to do it. Exactly. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Be happy. But for yeah, nah, nah, definitely, man, definitely. Uh, uh, uh check out Carter Two. I'm more of a Carter Three person myself. But that's just because that album came out when I was like in the middle of high school so that yeah. was like the album that everybody was listening to but Carter 2 is definitely a fire ass album so definitely if for some reason you haven't checked it out go check that out yes, sir. Uh, any other gems you'd like to drop on these folks before we get up out of here today sir god damn I had some earlier you know I'm not gonna lie to y'all but you know I completely forgot at this point but <laughs> like always man thank y'all for rocking with us thank y'all for tuning in yes, uh, we definitely gonna keep bringing y'all some more heat some more regular episodes we're gonna listen to y'all songs so definitely keep sending them in mm-hmm. uh, hit us up in the DM we love to review y'all music and uh, get back to y'all particularly DMV artists out there uh, we would love to listen to y'all music um, and also, uh, yeah, just keep tuning in with us. We're going to hit y'all with another album review in a few weeks, which my man Cooper will say because I can't think of the name right now. Nas and Damian Marley's Distant Relatives. There you go. So y'all already know what we're coming with. We're coming hard with the reviews. We're coming hard with the episodes. So thank reggae y'all for with tuning in. Love it. Mixing reggae with hip hop. Gotta love it, man. All right, well, y'all know where y'all can find us for y'all listening pleasure. Y'all can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. And you can also find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. You'll see a little black square, little H3 with blue. That's us. So there you go. On on that note, we're gonna get up out of here. But you know, as I like to say, be good. And if you can't be good, just be the best that you can be. And if you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud because she listening, she watching, and all that good stuff there. So make your mama proud. <laughs> exactly. Again, thank everybody for listening. We love y'all. Wash your hands, wash our ass, take care of each other, be well. Yeah. Peace. Peace. <laughs>